Welcome to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Taking a Breath podcast. I'm Parker, and I'm excited today because I have a special guest for you guys. Um, Before we jump in, though, I want to make sure that you guys know about the conversation that's going on outside of the podcast, the Taking a Breath community. If you're interested in joining, you can go to flow.page slash Parker Mays and click join the community there. Uh, That's going to be on Discord. We have weekly Zoom calls, and we have chances to do live Q&A with uh, people just like my guest today. So joining me today, I've gotten a Ira Radney. She graduated from NC State's College of Design with a degree in design studies and a business entrepreneurship minor. While at NC State, Nakaira grew a passion for entrepreneurship through her continued exploration of the arts. With influences from both her minor and NC State's community of entrepreneurs, her startup, Kyra's Customs, was created during her senior year. So Nakaira, thanks so much for joining me today. Would love for you to share a little bit more about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, So a bit more about myself. As you already mentioned, I graduated with a design degree, um, but design has always been a part of my life. My dad is a designer in like multiple areas. So art and design was always a thing I was interested in. You know, I started off drawing as like a little kid um, and it just evolved into bigger things or different um, media outlets. Um, but that's my main background in art. That's awesome. And so when you, like, I know that this startup happened your senior year. And when you initially talk about it, I know that you had kind of always had this background in in drawing. But what initially kicked off that idea of, okay, I want to take this passion that I have and actually turn it into kind of a product and a business that I can sell? Right. So the first shoe that I ever um, painted was for my little brother. He had asked me to paint some like basic slime Air Force Ones for him. And I had never even painted a shoe before. So I was like, I mean, I'll try it. Um, So I did that and he was super excited. And then I had a friend ask me to paint some shoes for him. And he was like, you know, I trust your art. I believe in you. And after seeing how excited he was to see his shoes and just the potential that I had, you know, I like drawing. It's not that hard to put it on a shoe and, you know, people get so excited about it. Um, So I decided to keep exploring and that just ended up turning into a business opportunity for me. And right now the majority, or if not all, if I'm understanding is like specifically painted custom shoes that you're, you know, selling to different like artists and like just friends and those types of things, right? Yeah. So I do custom shoes, and then I um, tie-dye socks. Do you see like shoes being that consistent industry? I know you mentioned the Air Force Ones, and I know that's been a big, like um, in terms of like painting and customizing, like that's been a big industry. Do you see that kind of continuing or is there somewhere that you feel like will kind of branch off and, and kind of create a new product over time as well? There's always potential to branch off into different types of shoes. I probably wouldn't go into merch like that um, just because that's not my thing but um, like Doc Martens other shoes Timberland like that that's awesome and and that that self-awareness to know kind of where where uh, makes the most sense I think is is really uh, is is good for for entrepreneurs in general do you um, so so I guess moving back to like where you're initially jumping in 
for you not having the, the entrepreneurship background, I know it's something that you developed, but when you initially kind of jumped in, what was kind of a, a, a struggle for you or what was the hardest part of kind of getting started with that? There were a few things. I think the first thing was getting an audience, like even a little audience, because I started with an Instagram page and, you know, you have to build a following for that. For sure. Um, so with getting followers, I had to have enough product to show, like a new portfolio. People are like, you know, you're doing this, but where's the work to show for it? Um, so that was the biggest thing, like getting a decent amount of work out so people could see the craft and what I was actually doing and then getting a following off of that. Um, and then finding the right platforms to market my stuff and be able to push my content out so people can see it where are the places that you're kind of most focused right now in terms of like putting out content? Like where are you seeing the most success for your, your product outreach? Definitely Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, but I get a lot more traction from Instagram. Um, And then I also sell on a, like a platform called custom movement and they've been able to bring me a lot of customers through that. Wow. Okay. That that's really cool. Do you, have any advice for like finding kind of some of those more like niche um websites so like the the customs website like is there somewhere where you went to kind of find that are there places people can go to find like those new sites or was that just kind of as you were looking and 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 heard about that i actually found it through following other artists and i was just noticing in their bios that they were like saying partnered with custom movement so it was just my own curiosity to figure out I, um, I was, I was wondering because like, as I've been kind of doing that, it was the exact same thing, like figuring out, okay, like I know, you know, whether it's podcasting or whether it's like community formation, like those types of things where you start to connect with other artists and you start to see, oh, like this is something that people are using. This is something that's successful. Like those types of outreaches can be like the most beneficial. And then you get, just start getting connected with even more, um, like artists or, or other, um, creators as a result of that. So I love that. Are, do you um, enjoy uh, working as like a one person team? I know that's been um, something you've chatted a little bit about is like, okay, like having the freedom to do it is there. Do you think there's potential that you would ever like expand to bring on new people to the team or anything like that? I'm actually looking into currently is just um, growing a mini team, even just managing, getting the actual idea out and putting that somewhere so people can see it. I love that. And I, I definitely have, uh, have seen value there, whether it's for, you know, like, like for, for just, um, small businesses in general, like, especially because there's so much focus on it right now. Like that, that was part of the reason I was curious. Do you feel like there was more of a struggle around like, like getting started as one person? Is there anything that you found as a like struggle with being a one person team initially? Initially, no, but now it's getting a bit complicated to manage orders and then just manage, you know, even manage emails and DMs from people. Um, So it's just now becoming something that I've had to think about when it comes to uh, building a little team. That's really good to know. And so like, 
I, I relate to that a lot with just having this like, okay, initially like, yo, just doing the work, like putting in the focus, it works really well. And then there comes a point if you want to scale it, right? Like some people are just like, oh no, I'm happy just doing my, my own thing. Like totally fine. But I love um, that idea. It, is there something that like, what do you enjoy most about the whole process? Like now we're kind of in this place where you're actually like consistently making sales and, and you're like creating and, and have the product. What do you enjoy most about like this whole process? There's a few things. So I enjoy actually coming up with new creative concepts with the customer. So like bouncing ideas back off of them and, you know, that process is pretty cool. I like the actual painting, but I think most of all, I like seeing people's reactions or hearing their reactions, whatever it may be, or just reading reviews. Um, I had someone send me a video of their cousin. I made some shoes for them and she like was screaming and started crying. I'm like, wow. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that always feels so good. Like when, when something that you're able to do, like has such an impact on someone else. I love that. Um, I love that. And that I, I, I can relate to that a lot. Do you, in terms of like this coming year, are there any things that anything that you're looking at um, in this, this new year that you're excited about scaling to or new ideas or opportunities that you have your eyes on? Yeah, so I have a couple collabs with some other like smaller businesses, like smaller clothing lines or just smaller designers that I'm planning on doing. And then my main thing is working on building cohesive branding. So uh, acquiring like good branding materials, um, whether that be custom boxes or stickers or little keychains. Um, that's what I'm most excited about. I've been working on that for a couple months now. I love it. Do you feel like in terms of expanding the brand, there's going to be anything like, I, I know there, there are always the little hiccups along the way. Do you feel like there's any challenges as you continue to scale that you're kind of like a- anticipating? Um, yeah, I think, well, one fully registered. So that's one sure. challenge. Um, and then I've had some challenges with shipping internationally. So that continuous challenge just to figure that out and have that squared off so that can be an easier process um those are probably the two biggest things for young people that are like maybe in college or even in high school right now that are thinking they're they love this idea of like creativity um is there any tips that you could give them for like how to continually improve their creativity or how to you know if if um, how to think about if they should scale something that they're passionate about into like what you've done a business. I would first say to keep practicing and make it a daily thing. If it's not, it doesn't have to be for a long time, but like set aside an hour to do it. And if you do it for an hour for two weeks or a month, think about expanding. Um, but also look at your re- user resources and it could be like a friend around you or somebody who's doing what you already want to do. Um, look into that, like follow them on Instagram, ask them questions. I ask random people questions all the time and sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. But ask people questions and follow people who inspire you. And I, that would be my biggest advice is just to use your network. And it's usually closer than you think it is. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so like for you uh, specifically, maybe around business or maybe around art, are there any specific people that you are following consistently or get inspiration from in terms of like some of the things that you're doing? Yeah. So I look at like the artists every week. Usually I get an email from custom movement like every week. Okay. Um, there's Thrip Creations, Major Waves, Sir Castle Tees, who's another one in Raleigh actually. Okay. Like the only other shoe customizer in Raleigh, main three that I like keep up with, but I also just meet new people, new followers. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the, the passion for continuing to connect, like, because that for just entrepreneurs in general, like there's always this focus on like, how can I be meeting new people? How can I be connecting? So I love that you're, you're continually doing that. Do you feel like that during this time with everything going on with the pandemic like has there been a way that you've been is it mostly social media that you've been able to connect with new people is there anywhere that you're going that's that is outside of social media um right now it is mostly mostly social media okay and um the 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 reason i'm curious is is there a way to create like to translate from, okay, just like a follower relationship to actual, you know, interaction. I'm most interested in, you know, if someone follows me or if I'm following someone else, like how can I turn that like social media relationship into potentially an actual relationship if it makes sense to do so? Okay. Yeah. So I've had a couple instances where I've followed other like smaller um, custom sneaker accounts or they followed me and they'll ask me questions about a shoe or like just in general that's probably my main conversation starter um, but I just talked to somebody the other day about um, tips on registering a business and I I've never met her in person but someone told me to reach out to her so yeah it's usually just via dms just reaching out um, in messages that's awesome. Do you ever, uh, something I, I like to ask, like, especially small businesses or single, because this is something I struggle with. Do you ever feel like, like, do you worry about competition or like, do you feel like your space is unique enough that like, you don't have as much competition or what does that look like for you? Um, 50, 50. I wouldn't okay. say that I constantly worry about it though. Um, because I get my own customers, you know, it's about what you can bring to the table. So I don't really worry about the zillions of other custom sneaker people. And, and that's good. And because like art is so personal, right? Like it makes sense that you feel that like uniqueness because really like no one is going to do it exactly like you. So I, I love that. There's one, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about. I know you were a part of a, a entrepreneurship group, uh, I believe called the Miller fellows, um, mm -hmm. that was with NC state. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, like what did the process look like for that? And are you still a part of that now? It just ended in November, actually. Okay. Um, so the process of like getting in, there's like an application, you know, you have to submit an exact summary of just your business plan. You know, they're always flexible because your business can change. Um, but the actual program was really beneficial. Um, we were able to get talks from people in industries like lawyers or people who are really good in registering businesses or just know how to manage teams. Um, and we worked with a summer camp for high school um, people who were 
interested in entrepreneurship. Do you feel like, so it was that like actually this kind of like group where you guys were bouncing ideas off of each other or what was the like, what, what was it like actually being a part of the program? Um, so yeah, there were five or six of us. Okay. Um, we had some bi-weekly meetings where we would have updates on our businesses where we were able to bounce um, ideas off of each other. So yeah, and we definitely do still meet up too. So that's great. Do you feel like having that like small group, like it was like, it sounds kind of like accountability, just like a check-in and chance to kind of bounce some ideas. Like, do you feel like that helped you to kind of get where you are today? Or how, how did that improve your, you know, performance over the course of the few months that you were in it? Right. It's definitely made me more professional in the space, okay. um, made me more aware of everything that goes into making a business, but also the accountability part is like the biggest thing. That's awesome. Did, yeah. did, um, is there an element of like, l- let's say instead of it being five to six entrepreneurs from a lot of different spaces, if it was five to six that were all in your space, do you feel like that would have been more helpful to actually like get some ideas and see what's working? Or did you prefer that kind of like multi, like diverse uh, background? I think the diverse background is way more beneficial than a bunch of artists. Um, I think we would clash, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we were all in really different spaces. So we were able to ask each other questions on like, you know, they would ask me about social media and I would ask them about production or like, I would just learn something about the science world. So it's just good to know and be diverse in that space. Yeah. And, and it is, it's so like, I, I, I see so much value in getting those different perspectives. And that was, that was part of my interest is, you know, is there is there a way that like, from my perspective, as I'm trying to reach out to other business owners or podcasters or anything like that, like, how can I bring the most value to a group like that? Do you feel like kind of the, the long term, like every two weeks and just like stretching it, I guess it was like almost a year now, maybe that you guys have been kind of in contact and building those relationships. Do you feel like that just kind of long term helps to increase accountability or does over time it kind of die off that's kind of one thing I'm interested in um as of right now I think it increases accountability this is just our first month out but um in this last meeting we had we were saying that we're just thankful that I decided to keep meeting because it just keeps us on our toes and you know we make notes and have to think about our milestones that we want to share so I would say it increases accountability and it, it, it keeps you so in touch with your goals when you have like, you just mentioned it there. It's like, I, if, if I know that in two weeks I need to be doing this, this, and this, like it, it's that like target, like I have to hit that. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's so much value in that. Is there any, um, like stories or anything that you, you think, um, from like your time in business that you'd be willing to share, um, about either a a win, a failure, like any, anything that, uh, you think is, is kind has been kind of a turning point for you in changing your mindset, anything like that? Well, I have a failure story. (laughs) (laughs) My first international sale, um, custom movement. And, um, I think it went to Germany 
But anyways, their policy is like no refunds or no returns, which makes sense because it's custom work. Um, but I had a customer who overreacted, who she said she overreacted and didn't like the shoe and wanted to send it back and blase blase. So I ended up refunding her. And then she ended up like emailing me and apologizing and saying she overreacted. It was just a mess, but it was a turning point because before then I hadn't laid out my policy like on my page. Like I know custom mm -hmm. movement, no refunds, but I didn't say that on my page. So after that, I would go through all of my posts and write no refunds, made to order, like just the specific stuff that can make a big difference. That was a big turning point for me. It was a fail, but you know, it was, a lesson learned so yeah that was and that that's so important like like the the lesson learned there i i'm sure like now you, you there's there's all these new listings that you've got that are not like as a result not leaving you open to potentially like a worse overreaction or something like, you, you you never know what that saved you from so that that's uh that's really interesting and i am i'm glad that that um not glad that that happened, but glad that you were able right. to take that lesson from it. Right. As you're kind of going forward, like for lessons learned, is there anything that you're like taking into 2021 that's as a result of what happened with COVID or as a result of like some big uh, impactful change this year that you're going to kind of um, shift, shift towards something different, anything, anything that you're kind of changing from the way you did things this year to next year? Um, yeah, not necessarily changing, but just something that I'm, well, I guess so, but um, just consistency when it comes to marketing. Yes. Um, I've been, I would say, pretty inconsistent when it comes to marketing. Um, and I realized that on the two weeks that I'm super consistent, that's when I'm like gaining followers and people are DMing me and saying they're so excited. Um, so I'm bringing that into 2021 with a schedule, like marketing schedule, um, stuff like that. I love that. And that's so impactful, like consistency. I, I, I agree with you like that, that will make a huge change. Like it increases the brand awareness. People are thinking about you. People want to see more of you. Right. So, um, that's super exciting for anyone who's interested in checking out like your business, your page, like where can they find more of your content? Right. So I'm on all social media instagram tiktok youtube um it's all kairos customs okay um and then i'm also on etsy on kairos customs and cuts custom movement so yeah everything's kairos customs exciting and and for anyone like I, I personally have followed your page for like the past month or so now and have seen like your content consistently coming out you guys if you're listening to the podcast right now you have to go check out her pages like the the stuff that she's creating is really incredible um and uh so I definitely recommend checking those out and then um you know please hey if you're interested in in new shoes we got we got the hookup so um that's awesome so for for my uh for my college students particularly that might be a that might be a move but um Kyra I really appreciate you coming on today it has been really cool to hear your story I love creative small businesses because it, it's it's so it's so custom right like your your whole thing is so unique and I love that the way that you've developed it you've made it your own and uh, I'm excited to see what happens in 2021 as you continue to build the business Thank you. It was really nice talking to you.
Awesome. Cool. And, and for anyone listening, um, I'm going to tag, uh, Kyra in the content that we post. So, um, you can also follow us at taking a breath podcast to see clips and highlights every week. And then, uh, we'll see you again next week for another interview. Thanks for listening to the taking a breath podcast with Parker Mays. 